Hello everybody, this is Dr. Chad Hawk with Matt Dowd and we are Renegade Atlas, charting a new path for your life. Today, we are continuing the exploration of Christmas. The Christmas cast of the characters. The Christmas cast of characters. Yeah. And today, Matt, why don't you start us off with where we're at today? Uh, we're going to talk, be talking about the wise men or the magi from the east today. So Matthew 2, 1 and 2 says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. There we go. You know what? That's an amazing story. And it isn't um, the way that I think a lot of people think of it. You know, they didn't show up two days after Jesus is born. Right. Yeah. Yeah, in the nativity scene with the shepherds and everybody else. Yeah, they're all like hanging, chilling, you know, with some cows. <laughs> right. It didn't happen that way. They show up right. later. They show up years later. They had a major journey on their hands. But right. I want to get kind of put ourselves in their space for a moment. Let's think about it. Those those guys were astronomers, right? They're looking mm-hmm. at the the sky all the time. They know the sky better than they know the back of their hand, probably. Yeah, studying it. Studying it continually. I th- I've heard you could almost call them astrologers. Yeah. Because they were reading the stars for information. Yeah, they were That's they what, were looking they for did. it uh, in a both um, uh, a science and esoteric way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A yeah. mystic way, right. if you will. Right. Yep. And God revealed to them something that no one else saw. Right. And it was a promise. They were able to discern uh, through the inspiration of God or whatever their life experiences yeah. that this meant something had forever changed. Substantial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had to figure out why. Right. Well, yeah. And they came, they're yeah, going to go a long ways to see the one. Yeah. Big pilgrimage. And that's exactly what it was. And it was, uh, they did not give up. So what happens? They show up and um, they go to... um, Herod. Herod. And... uh, He didn't like it. (laughs) No, he didn't like it at all. He's like, wait a minute, who is it you're looking for? Yeah. Say, what? (laughs) You know? Right. And they find him. They find Jesus and they worship him. They bring gifts. Um, it was so important that they changed. They left what they normally do, which was mm. stargazing, right? I, yeah. Among other things, maybe. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Who knows what else they did? Yeah. But they left. They abandoned that. And they had to bring treasure to a newborn king. Well, newborn in relative terms. Two years old. A right. toddler. Yeah. <laughs> I was right. I was just double checking that. Yeah, Herod ordered later, you know, to have all the boys two years old and younger killed. Killed, because he didn't want the threat of being usurped. And let's let's think about that. Here they go on this journey. Don't you think they heard about all the two year olds being killed? 
that was after they left. Right. Yeah. Oh, we, after they left. Yeah. Think they've heard of it? They, they heard oh, a word prob- of it? Oh, probably. You know? Yeah. Would, yeah. I mean, it wasn't uncommon at that time for leaders or rulers to take radical action. I think even right there, something I've never thought about before is how um, Herod had a sense of the significance of this thing happening, even though he interpreted it a different way, like as a threat to himself. But he must have felt, you know, the impact of what Jesus being born. In some way, he felt it in order for him to have that kind of reaction. He had to. So that means that when these, the Magi, the wise men, shared the story, it was such a compelling story. He was willing to sacrifice all the babies. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, all the male. Yeah, yeah. Children. Totally. Yeah. He was that afraid. Yeah. You know, like it it struck him that way. So I guess the question is like, what is to be gained or learned from, you know, this part of the story? From the well, wise men doing what they did. And I think persistence is a big one. Hmm. When God puts something on your heart, do you doggedly persist it until hmm. you know it's finally achieved, even if it takes years? Right. I mean, yeah. do we? especially with our attention spans today, which tend to be not as intentional. <laughs> what if we flip it around and said the same thing? Like, do we acknowledge that the things that we do pursue are actually from God? Like they're his, like he's wired us. I think most, most of us have something that we sort of intrinsically want to learn about or yeah. to study, to pursue, to do, to achieve, whatever. And I think that a big part of our separation is to just think that that's our own thing and not to attribute it to God's indwelling in us and that he actually put it there and that he wants us to accomplish it with him. And if we were to look at it that way, it might change our whole perspective on what we're actually doing. Well, I think you get right at the heart of the matter here for a lot of people. I think a lot of people actually do what they should be doing right right in their exactly. life yeah and they discount it right or they don't get they don't get to live in the richness of it because they don't commit the work of their hands to the lord yeah they just or they don't even acknowledge that he's part of it yeah or the genesis of it you know yeah yeah i think people might be afraid that if they acknowledged god that they would have to leave everything they care about Mm. or stop pursuing the things they're passionate about, you know, and go to like some, a monastery and just, you know, chant hymns all day or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that it would be this huge sacrifice. And there is typically some things that God asks us to leave behind. But I know in my own personal journey, I found that he's much more interested in fulfilling the deep desires of my heart, the true desires that he's put there rather than making me turn away from them. Ultimately. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things, uh, and there's a, I, I'm going to recommend a book on this. It's by Tom Nelson called Work Matters. Mm-hmm. Um, good, good, good book on this because I think that uh, being able to see your Sunday to Monday, your Sunday worship with the Lord um, transforming into your Monday life. Yeah, yeah. There should be no difference between the two. Right. They don't, they should not be separate. Right. In it's fact, the connected. joy comes when they're together. 
Yeah, exactly. You, you don't have to live a different life at work than you do when you're at church. No, exactly. Yeah, it should be the should same. Flow. In fact, um, yeah, the idea of like showing up at church, like getting your name, you know, taking attendance and checking that off the list and then going back to your six days a week, that's a very detached sort of existence. It, it sure Which, is. Again, sin, separation, it's the same concept, right? That's how we separate <laughs> things out. And I, I think one of Jesus' big messages is that things are in, integrated. He's in all these things and we're in him and, it, you know, it's meant to be done together. There's meant to be a Sabbath, but it's like that end of the week or beginning of the week, Sabbath is more like where we come together to recognize what's going on and, you know, be with other believers and draw energy from that, connect with God, make sure we're grounded and connected. Yeah. And then just take that right back into what we're doing. Yeah, it should only amplify what we do during the week, not right. diminish. Right, exactly. Or be unrelated to it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 In fact, I I know a guy who um, he's a real high-level executive in a company, and he's had a big epiphany in his life. So he spent Tiffany Wiseman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> he spent a long time uh, just working, and the Lord has just really wrestled with him on this. Like mm. almost, if we can say this, touched his proverbial hip, and he no mm. longer walks the same. And so he is wow. now uh, he is stepping down from his position and changing roles because he feels not that he he felt like he had done all his work his whole life on his own. And he realized he's got all these other talents and gifts. Uh-huh. He was doing the right thing. He was doing it the wrong way. Yeah, right, right. And yeah. so now he's moving totally. into a lateral position where he can do the right thing the right way mm. with the talents, treasures, and gifts that he has in life. Yeah. So it's a big change oh, for him. Man. Think about the how he must feel, how much energy he must have, you know, rather than feeling exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. Probably feels energized by what he's doing. Exactly. Even if you're tired, it's not the same it's not the same, you know. Right. Like the emptying, it's not it doesn't drain you. Right, right. Staying connected to the source, really. So <clears throat> if we go back to the wise men here. Yeah. Um, they did this. Their call and purpose was to find yeah. this Messiah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there were some guys who were super interested in astrolog astronomy, astrology, whatever, and you know, like the science, they're scientific investigators, you know, and like had this hope of the Messiah. So it was like mixed together. It was. Like combined. So it was like Eureka when they, when this thing, they're like, probably couldn't believe it was happening to them in their lifetime. Yeah. When these, when this celestial confluence of events mm-hmm. um, was in front of them and they looked up and they saw this, right. this sign revealed. Right. They had to take action. Yeah, yeah. It was the greatest moment in their life. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So when we think about these things and we try and apply them, Mm -hmm. my encouragement is let's be steadfast. Let's persevere. When God has revealed something to us, which he has, 
mm-hmm. which no doubt about it, he has. If if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're indwelled then with the Holy Spirit and you have forever changed the course of your life, there is something about you mm-hmm. that you can't get rid of, but you can certainly try and ignore. Don't. Right. Don't. Uh, yeah, I think whether you're like, you know, profess to be a follower of Christ or not, you know, if you're at this point, like whatever you're doing, if if you go back to that thing that you're passionate about, that thing you're pursuing, and actually acknowledge that God is part of it or like the one who, who gave it to you in the first place or who's encouraging you to pursue it, you know, and maybe just open yourself up to the idea that he actually wants to be involved in it with you and see if it changes your perspective on the whole thing yeah. in any way. Yeah. I, and we don't know this because obviously it's not recorded, but I think that those wise men with every passing day, I think they just felt like they were getting closer and closer and closer. I don't think they were disheartened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like with their years of study and everything leading up. Yeah. To that. But yeah. even when they saw it and they took action hmm. on that journey, you know, yeah. on that place to find where Jesus was, with each day they were in the desert or going from town to village and whatever, uh-huh. I think they were more encouraged because they knew that they were just getting closer. Oh, right. Oh, interesting. And that's a truly purpose-driven yeah. quest. Through probably some hardships and trials and yeah. failure. Maybe they were tempted to give up at certain or, points. Or maybe not. I, th- I tend to think they weren't. Hmm. I tend to think it was so crystal clear to them. Yeah. They were never going to – every day was just like, well, we're just one day closer. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then that's there's no evidence to no, support that. like Edison and the light bulb. Yeah. You know, every failure just brought him closer to success right. type of thing. Yeah. Or every whatever setback. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a different take on this Christmas season, if we will. And a different way of looking at these right. characters in this Christmas season. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, Matt, you want to share some social media stuff? Yeah. Uh, on Facebook, that's our big platform right now, uh, the Renegade Atlas. Um, we've been posting some new content on there, here and there. And we'd love it if you would share our page, like our page, maybe repost a video that we've done or something, one of our posts uh, to your network of friends. That really helps us grow. It sure does. Thank you so much, everybody. You are loved and appreciated. Have a beautiful day.